0: Good morning. morning. Welcome to Flat Springs Baptist Church. It's so good to see all of you here this morning. Uh, If you are visiting with us for the first time, we want to say a special welcome to you. We're glad that you're here. Uh, We do have visitors cards in the pew in front of you. If you'd just like to take one and fill it out, you just drop it in the offering plate as it comes by. Um, And Before I get started with announcements, I'd like for Debbie McFarland to come up with an update on our high attendance Sunday.
1: Good morning. morning. I have a smile on my face. We have an exciting announcement. We had, our goal was 188. We had 194 here today. We had 16 visitors. And I'm waiting for Anna so we can. We want to recognize several classes, and we decided that we would recognize a children's group, and we'd also recognize the adults. So the good results are, Colonia are one of our most faithful Sunday school classes. They projected six. They did try to get a couple of visitors, but for health reasons, they weren't able to achieve it, so we've got a banner I mean, not a banner we've got a trophy that we'd like for them to keep in their classroom this year because they met their goal of six every member was present raise your hand here in Colonia. raise your hand let's give them <laughs> okay moving along third and fifth grade has 13 on roll. They projected having six members here, which you know, if you're, um, if you're a child, it, it depends on your parent getting you here. So we had 10 actual members present with one visitor. So third and fifth graders, if you'd stand up, and Fats, if you'd come and pick up the banner. The adult Sunday school classes were very competitive. So, Facing Life projected they have 33 on roll. They projected 22 members being present. They had 27 present. And they met their hallelujah goal, which was five visitors. Let's give them a hearty round of applause. (laughs) John Quiggle, if you come up and pick up the banner, please his head was going to explode
2: if class
1: did <laughs> I think, if nothing else, of course we've had a good day, it's been fun, we've reached out, and then the only way that High Attendance Sunday is going to be successful if we follow up with our visitors. I've got thank you notes in the Sunday School office, so if you come pick up a few of those, at least 16, And um, we look forward to next next year's high attendance. Thank you.
0: Way to go, guys, on reaching your goal. Um, Today is the Sandy Creek Baptist Association semi-annual meeting at Hunt Springs Baptist Church. It'll be at 2.15 p.m., If you are interested in going, we have messenger cards in the office, Um, so if you will just come by the office right after church if you would like to get one of those cards to go. Uh, If you are or you know someone who is graduating from college or high school and would like to participate in our um, graduation recognition service on June 2nd, please let me know. Um, We're also going to be having a graduate uh, luncheon immediately following the 11 o'clock worship service that day as well. Um, So if you would like to participate in that recognition and in the lunch, please let me know as soon as possible. We are still in need of volunteers for our Vacation Bible School. Bible School will take place this year during our 410 project. That's gonna be the week of June the 17th through the 21st. Um, So if you're interested in volunteering in any way with Vacation Bible School or with the 410 project at all, Um, You can feel free to contact and see me or Gary or any of the um, VBS committee that is listed in the bulletin. And then also our bulletin board that is in front of the office, you can go there and sign up as well. Next Sunday at 630 will be our Children and Youth Spring Program. It'll be in here in the sanctuary. We hope that you will join us um, for that exciting time together. Please don't forget tonight's prayer service at 6.30 for the 410 Project. We're going to be um, having some time of prayer and reflection as we think about all the different ways we will be serving that week during the 410 Project. A few prayer concerns to share as well this morning. Um, We want to be praying for the family of Nancy Hart. Nancy Hart is Jimmy Allen's mother-in-law that passed away. There will be a graveside service at Mont Lawn in Raleigh at 1 o'clock tomorrow. So, please just be remembering them in your prayers. We also want to be remembering um, the family of Barry Lambeth Sr. The service um, for Mr. Lambeth will be today at Chatham Methodist at 2 p.m. And then, um, Miss Judy McNeil had back surgery on Friday, and so we want to be remembering her. She is still recovering at Moore Regional. And then Vic Pope will be having knee replacement in the morning at Duke Raleigh. So we want to be lifting up all of these people in our prayers and just remembering them in a very special way. Would you go to God in prayer with me now? Heavenly Father, we have so many things that are going on in our church right now, God. So many different ways that um, we can serve you and get involved in, in learning more about you, God. God, we are so thankful for that, to have an active church family. God, we also have many needs on our prayer concern list. God, I just pray that you be with each and every one in a very special way. God, I just ask that now as we turn to worship you, that our focus would be only on you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
1: Most gracious Heavenly Fathers, we gather today to hear your word. The song we just sang, Tell Me the Story of Jesus. Let us take that in our minds and in our hearts this week and make that our motto. All I ask that you might bless those that are sick, the caregivers, the ones that need your healing hand, your soothing hand. All I ask that you bless these tithes, these offerings, so that we might further your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Bye. So... Uh-huh.
0: Last week at church, we celebrated what? Easter. Easter, that's right. So that is when Jesus died on the cross, and then what happened on he Easter? That He rose again, and that's what we celebrate on Easter morning, right? Well, today Pastor Gary is going to be talking about when some guys were walking down the road, and they were talking, and they were talking about all that had happened. And then guess who appeared to them? Jesus. Jesus appeared to them. And at first they didn't know who he was because he wasn't revealing himself to them. But eventually they found out who he was and that their friend was back from the dead. And it was awesome. Now I want to talk to you guys this morning about something. What's something that you guys do with your friends? What do you like to do with your friends?
2: Um, I like to um, play with my friends. And last time um um I swam with my sister and I got and, and I got on her and, and I and, and I did too. Um she got on me too and, and I like flipped in the water. Oh my
0: goodness. So you like to play with your sister and go swimming and you do flips in the water. That's really cool. Anybody else, what what do you like to do with your friends? Do you have friends? Yes, you have friends. What do you like to do with them? Do you like to play outside? Ride bikes? Watch movies. movies? Okay, anything else? We've already got swimming. What about have you ever gone to the beach with your friends? No. I did? Oh, you did? Okay.
2: and, And me and my sister made a sandcastle.
0: You and your sister made a sandcastle. Very cool. Yes, Taylor, play outside, outside? yeah, that's a good one. So the story that Pastor Geary is going to be talking about, these gentlemen that are walking along the road, they are so excited when they finally realize that it's Jesus because Jesus is their friend. And so they were excited just to be walking along the road with him and talking to him. Did you know that Jesus is your friend too? Did you know that? Yeah. So if Jesus is our friend, what do we do with him? If he's our friend, we can't what what can we do with Jesus?
2: Uh, We can like pray
0: to him. We can pray to him, absolutely. That's how we can talk to him. Yes, ma'am. What can we do? Okay, what do you do with your friend?
2: One time, um, I have a friend named Daniel,
0: and one time we went to the
2: pool, and I did a really cool belly
0: flop. Oh. And and, and, and he laughed. And he laughed because it was funny.
2: On my slide.
0: Oh, very cool. Okay, so swimming with friends—that's another thing we like to do. But back to Jesus being our friend, what is something that we can do with Jesus as our friend? What do you think? We can read his word, absolutely. So guys, in the story today when they were walking with Jesus, that's something that is just so awesome that they got to walk with him and he was physically right there with them. But Jesus, we can't always see him, right? So we find him in the book. What book is this? In the Bible, when we read His Word, we find Him and spend time with Him when we pray to Him, absolutely. And when we come here to this church and we worship Him, that's how we spend time with our friend Jesus, okay? So I want you guys to always remember that, that you have a friend in Jesus who is always there even when you can't see Him, okay? All right, let's say a prayer together. Heavenly Father, I thank You so much for these kids that are here this morning, God. God, I thank you that we do have a friend in your son, Jesus. God, I pray that we would want to learn more and more about him each and every day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
3: singing that's nothing wrong with that is it? from the third chapter of malachi i am going to send my messenger and he will clear the way ahead of me then the lord you are looking for will suddenly come to his temple the messenger of promise will come he is the one you want says the lord but who will be able to endure the day he comes He is like a purifying fire and like a cleansing soap. He will act like a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify Levi's sons and refine them like gold and silver. Then they will bring acceptable offerings to the Lord. The offerings from Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the past, as in years long ago. Good morning. I'm
4: going to add one word to the Easter greeting, and I want you to respond by adding the word. He is still risen. He is still risen indeed. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, as we continue to look at the story of the power of the resurrection when it was so fresh, We pray, fall fresh on us. Lord, we pray that we honored you today by filling up the Sunday school classes, by having just 50 more than we normally have. Thank you for teachers who prepare faithfully and enjoy speaking to a group like today rather than a class that's half empty. Thank you for our choir that has blessed us and will do so again today in their faithfulness. And Lord, they enjoy sharing the message when the sanctuary is full. And thank you for the experience that we had even when we were sharing as church family and giving out the Sunday School Attendance Awards and the, the, the community that it creates here in this place. For we need this community to live in this world. Thank you for the faithfulness of the forefathers that were here in Deep River that saw the need 114 years ago to start a church. May we still still see that need and make the church strong and by doing so, honor their work. And for brothers and sisters who have gone before us all the way back to that first Easter Sunday. Lord, we pray that in a a time that is changing, that we put our faith in the one who changes not, even you, our Lord and our God. Speak to us now as you have already done, that we might be with you, our friend Jesus. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, choir. What wonderful news that God looked beyond our faults and saw our needs. Isn't that wonderful? How many of you got one of these? Three of you. Four, seven. Take them and pass them back that way. Y'all all got one, right? Yeah. All right. Take them and pass them that way. We'll use them a little bit later and open your Bibles. See how you can multitask to Luke 24. This Thursday at noon is the National Day of Prayer. Uh, there will be a gathering that I plan to attend at the municipal building uh, in, uh, in Sanford, right there. I don't know, what's that street I go? Hawkins and turn right. What is that one? That the Weatherspoon, Wether right there on Weatherspoon. Uh, we'll meet out at the flagpole, the weather permitting, and the weather will have to be really nasty for us not to be out there. So uh, bring an umbrella if it's just raining. But uh, we'll get meet out there and share a time of prayer. I like the National Day of Prayer, and I. I I'm not so convinced that it'll change the nation but I am convinced it'll change the ones who are out to pray and as we're changed that'll change the nation. That may be deep but just think about it for a little bit. But come and join us for prayer. I look forward to that time uh, each time. Jesus has risen. Right as I was coming in Diane, for she handed me a church sign. It says, on this church sign, pretend it's Easter and come back this Sunday. After all, he's still alive. Isn't that good news? And that's exactly where we are. The disciples are are they're in a fog at best. They're, they're trying to make sense out of something that, in one level it makes sense, and in one level it makes no sense at all. And that is what the resurrection is really all about. We understand it and we believe it and it challenges us. So our question before we read our text is who is walking alongside us? For I'm convinced that we do not walk alone. Not through this life. Well, maybe there's a handful of folks who go out and live in the wilderness by themselves. You might say they do. But the rest of us, we are influenced by many people. And it is that point of influence that I want to spend a few moments today. And we're going to see a story of two men. One is Cleopas, which is the male version of Cleopatra, Cleopas. And another unknown disciple that there has been A great deal of ink spilled over who he might have been. But doesn't matter his proper name. Two followers, two believers, two men who were connected to the ministry. And it looks to me like you could take out his name and put Gary McCullough. And maybe put your name there. Because maybe as you hear this story read or revisit it it will remind us that we too struggle and so the question is who walks alongside us and I guess even more pointedly who will walk alongside us this coming week we're going to read a big chunk okay it's a great story there's not a good quitting place so let's just don't quit it's found in Luke's Gospel chapter 24. We're going to begin to read in verse 13, and we're actually going to bleed over into another section in verse 36. If you're able, I would invite you to stand as a way of honoring the reading of this portion of the gospel. In Luke's Gospel, everybody is they're just they're just shocked at best. And we find reading in verse 13, that very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all the things that had happened. And just to keep you posted, they're talking about the death of Christ. They're talking about what happened. They're talking about the stories. They're going to remind us what they're talking about. But I want you to understand that going in. Verse 15, and while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. That gives me chills when I read that. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem that doesn't know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, Jesus, what things? And I bet he said, Duh, maybe not. And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. I want you to, I'm going to go to preaching before I get through reading. I want you to see that description that was correct of Jesus, but it was wrong at the same time. Because there are a lot of people who have a correct understanding of Jesus that is wrong at the same time. Let me read it again concerning Jesus of Nazareth a man who was a prophet mighty indeed in word before God and all the people no word of him being savior of him being the son of God and how our chief priests and the rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him but we had hoped that he was the one doubt you see that we had hoped he was the one to redeem Israel yes and besides all this It is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some of the women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning. And when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But they did not see and he said to them, Jesus said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ, the Messiah, should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself and so they drew near to the village to which they were going he acted as if he were going further (laughs) jesus said well y'all y'all have a good day but they urged him strongly saying stay with us for it's toward the evening in the day and the day is now spent and so he went in to stay with them I get ready to have more chill bumps when we read what I'm fixing to read. You stay with me. And when he was at the table, he took the bread, and he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to them, and their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road when he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem seven miles back. And they found the eleven and those who were with them gathering together saying, the Lord has risen indeed. And he's appeared to Simon. And then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them. In the breaking of the bread. And as they were talking about these things. Jesus himself stood among them. And said to them. Peace. To you. Wow. May God add his blessing to the reading. And hearing. Of his holy, holy word. Would you pray with me? God would you speak to us for just a moment this morning. That we might see what Cleopas and the others saw. That we might decide today that as we leave this place to walk through life, we choose you to walk alongside us. Open our eyes that we may see. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I remember years ago I lived in Irwin and... Bill and Faye Davis were my next door neighbors. And Faye, Davis is, and Faye Davis was four foot nothing, okay? But one of the sweetest, wonderful human beings I've ever met and still is a sweetheart of a lady. And I had started walking and they invited me to go along and walk with them. And I thought, well, it won't be hard to keep up with Faye Davis. She'll have to make three steps for every one that I make. I can walk with her. Boy, was I wrong. Fay Davis walks at 47 miles an hour. And every time we got to a block, I was praying, turn. Let's start turning toward home. And we went by the Methodist church, which is a mile and a quarter from my house, and three more blocks before we turned well I only walked alongside Faye Davis on a walk one time in my life I realized that was just a a bridge too far for me when people walk too fast it's hard I remember a song a secular song a few years ago about a, a man that was fixing to leave his family and he was headed in, into his driveway, and he was getting in his car. He's walking toward his car, and he heard his young son saying, Daddy, don't you walk so fast. Daddy, slow down some, because you're making me run. Daddy, don't you walk so fast. And the song says that in that moment, his heart melted, and he turned around and he said, I know I had to make a new life, With the mother of my child. You see walking alongside someone. Hearing someone say I want to walk alongside you. I want to hear what you're saying. And experience what you're experiencing. I want to be with you. That's a a wonderful gift. And so today. Very quickly in a few moments with a few thoughts. I want us to look at this passage. It says that Jesus drew near to them. Jesus came alongside them. They didn't know who he was. Their eyes failed them. Church, oh, we need to pray for the church. Not, not, Not just the local body, but yes, the local body. We need to pray because I'm not sure the church sees who Jesus is. I think somehow we have morphed him and morphed God into something where well, we just fail to see it. Have you ever said, and I've said this to, I've had this said to me, and I've said it especially to my children. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Look, look, stop looking. that. Look at me right now. can look toward Je- Jesus and never see they didn't understand who it was they were walking they were nervous they were confused that they, they had more doubts than they had answers that they they wanted to believe. They wanted that, that story. Wonder what happened. Can you just imagine the dialogue? They were offering theories of what must have happened on this first Easter Sunday. They were trying to figure it out the best they could. And we're trying to we're trying to figure out life. You and I, aren't we? We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to make sense of it. We're trying to be good. We're trying to do the right thing. We're trying to make a difference in our family. We're trying, we're trying, but we don't see Jesus. And it just doesn't work. Let me ask us a question. How has the risen Savior drawn near to you this past week? And you know what my fear is? You know what what I'm afraid of? Can we be honest? I think if some of us were really to do a reflection on just the past six days, we'd say he hasn't. I've been too busy. He hadn't hadn't come by me. Oh, maybe if you had a sickness, yeah, he came by you. Or maybe a, a, a crisis. Or, or maybe he came alongside you when you got one of the one call nows to pray for someone who was struggling. But, but, but that just walking alongside in daily life, my goodness, we're running like Faye Davis on steroids. And he can't keep up with us. Well, I want to offer a different theory. I want to suggest he's been alongside us all along. But maybe, just maybe, we didn't recognize him. Maybe today our prayer needs to be, Lord, help me open my spiritual eyes that I might see you when you're right beside me. And not only see you, but recognize who you are. Jesus entered their conversation. Don't you hate it when he does that? Don't you just hate it when you're sitting there and maybe you're in a a situation, your mind's going to a bad place or a wrong place or a worldly place or just a place where it shouldn't be. And suddenly Christ pops into the conversation. He pops into your mind. And you offer that prayer, God, forgive me. Jesus entered their conversation. What things? I love that question he asked. You know, Jesus was a player right here, wasn't he? <laughs> he, he used to go, what are y'all talking about? He knew what they were talking about. What, what does that mean? We, you, you know, the, what things are you talking about? And Cleopas just is aggravated. I mean, I, I, you can't read this question without recognizing He said, what's wrong with you, man? What's wrong with you? Are you the only man alive in the city that doesn't know? I mean, this is the talk of the town. It makes a tremendous difference how we see Jesus. You see, when you don't see him With spiritual eyes, then you won't understand when he asks you questions. When he asks about, well, how do we go to work today? How do we go to school today? How do we go about our family today? If we don't see Jesus for who he is, walking alongside us, then his questions are irritating. It makes a difference. I love what Jesus says in verse 25. In your text, if you're reading it, after he says these things, he asks that question. He says, um, some have seen, that." well, Cleopas says, the tomb's empty, and, and then verse 25, Jesus says, <laughs> Oh foolish ones, and oh slow of heart. What if I just start addressing y'all that way every now, from now on? Good morning, oh foolish ones, you slow of hearts. Jesus was pretty straightforward, wasn't he? But, but I didn't sense any animosity when I read that, did you? I mean, he wasn't hateful. He was honest. There's something about being honest with God. Well, that's another sermon. He goes on to say, All that the prophets have spoken. Wasn't it necessary for Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? And the next couple of things are just so key. And at beginning with Moses, you know that's the Torah, right? That's the Pentateuch. That's the first five books of the Bible. That's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. That's the book of Moses. He goes all the way back to the very beginning and he opens up Scripture and he shows them God's plan from the garden, through the prophets. He's patient with them. I've got good news today. Oh, foolish and slow of heart. God's still patient with us. He knows we may not have lived this past week in the awareness of His power and His presence with us, but He's here today to invite us afresh to walk again beside him and this time to understand oh he was patient with them to understand jesus you have to understand the scriptures i've read all kinds of statistics about how many christians own a bible especially those of us in the baptist faith and how few of us read the bible and and sometimes we read it in such a a meticulous way but i want us to learn how to read the bible in a hungry way i want us to come and say god i I gotta live in deep river i I gotta live in sanford i gotta live in lee county and i need help because you don't know all well he does know but maybe lord you don't know all the people in lee county you don't know about my neighbors you don't know about my work folks you don't know about the folks i go to school with you don't know about the folks at the businesses that i have to deal with lord you don't know and, and he does and he wants you to know that every day he wants to give you a power you, you see I, i've said this before we're going to meet tonight i hope you'll come i hope you'll come be a part of the study that we're going to do on the 410 and the reflection we're going to do because I think tonight God's going to make some real clarity in what he's going to be trying to do during that week because you know why we're going to let God's word tell us what he's going to do that's what we're going to do tonight and I've said before and I'm going to do a little sidebar here I don't want to just do mission stuff I don't want to just help hungry people or bless people with stuff because there's plenty of folks that do that I want to change people's lives with the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what I want done during the 410 project. That's what I am believing God that He wants done during the 410 project. And I believe tonight He will give tremendous clarity. So I'm just going to say this. After tonight, if anybody says, why are we doing the 410 project? What's it all about? And you're not here tonight, I'm going to say, get behind me, friend. Y'all thought I was going somewhere else with that, didn't you? Because tonight you've got an opportunity to hear what God says about it. I hope you'll come and avail yourself to that. You see, it's God's Word that teaches us what we are and how we're to live and what we're supposed to be doing. And if we don't avail ourselves to God's Word, guess what? Guess what? If we don't avail ourselves to God's Word, guess what? He won't force it down our throats. To understand the scriptures, you see, some of us, I think many of us, I think sometimes me, we're trying to take a small slice of church and a small slice of a culture and a small slice of worldly commentary and a small slice of family logic and a small slice of community history and a small slice of this, that, and the other and molded us into something and God says, if you want to be a follower of mine, you got to come all the way, all the way, all the way. You see, do we define ourselves as a, a deep river? Put your name in here Baptist. Maybe you like the Second Amendment. Maybe you're pro-life. Maybe you listen to Fox News or MSN. Maybe you're a Democrat or you're a Republican. Maybe you root for Carolina or you root for State or for Duke. Maybe you're a former softball player. Maybe you pull for the Atlanta Braves or your team. Maybe you golf. Maybe you hunt. Maybe you sew. Is that all there is about life? Is that how you put it all together and find meaning for life in those things you do? then you will not see Jesus walking alongside you. You'll miss him or he'll appear as a stranger and you won't recognize his power. The life that God has given us, he gives us all those things to be and do and to be a part of this world and enjoy his creation. Yesterday I was standing by deep river when the sun came up. I saw a bald eagle fly down Deep River right down the center of it. It's an amazing sight what God has made. And yet, God wanted me to stop and see the bald eagle and not just stop there. And so I offered a prayer Thank you, God, for the beauty of a bald eagle and giving me the strength to be standing here in this moment. To experience it. Holy and blessed be your name. And I saw Jesus standing beside me. He wasn't wearing camouflage, but he was there. He gives us a choice to continue to invite him. I want you to look at verse 28. He, he says there that he was as though he <laughs> I love that. He said. And they draw near, and he acted. He acted as if he were going further. Why did he do that? Why did he do that? Why did he say, well, y'all, y'all, I think you're here. You enjoyed the walk. See you later. Why did he do that? You know why? He wanted them to invite him in. Amen. He wanted them. To invite him in. He wanted them to invite him in. Quickly pull that sheet out that I gave you. Some of you are looking at the clock and saying, Lord, have mercy, and ain't got to the sheet yet. I like doing that to you every now and then. This is not by me. This is by Henry Blackaby and Claude King. Years ago, many of you may have been through their their study, experiencing, knowing, and doing the will of God. But he, he has seven points. They're all here on this sheet. I don't have time to go into them in the detail. It's a 13-week study, by the way. It's a wonderful discipleship class. But in this, he simply says that if you look at the, the, the big, it starts with God there in the beginning. Y'all are looking, you see that? And there's that straight arrow going through life, the way we ought to travel. That's the narrow road, guys. That's the road we ought to be on. That's the road that if you walk that road you'll see jesus every day and you'll recognize him and you'll recognize his authority and you'll recognize his power and you'll recognize his grace as you travel through life but you see it dropping down there (laughs) you see it dropping down off that road you see it's a relationship we have with god so i just need to ask us today how's your relationship with god there's always that invitation and that's where I get to in our text today. He said, "Well, guys, see you later." See you later. God wants us to invite him in because he's already given us the invitation to walk with him forever. I wonder if anybody, I wonder if anybody made a decision last week that you regret. And if you did, I wonder Had Jesus been a little stronger on your heart and on your mind? Had you possibly made a different decision? You see, in this moment, there's an invitation. God speaks. But then he goes on very quickly to a crisis of belief. And that's where we are right now in this story. We've got to decide. Because each of us have got to decide, just like the men for Emmaus. Because in just a moment, I'm going to say amen. Okay? I'm going to say blessed be the name of the Lord and the sermon's going to be over and we're going to walk out this door. And we got two choices. Jesus, see you next time. It was good, Lord. choir did a good job. 194 in Sunday school. It's been a good day. And we can walk out and do it our way. And Jesus is saying, well, I'm glad you're here today. Thank you for being here. It's been good. I loved it. I was able to say those things. You heard them, right? I I whispered them. You have a great day. You have a great week. And we've got to decide. Here's what we've got to decide, the second decision. No, Lord, I don't want to leave you here. Come go with me. Please come in. I want to invite you into my life. I want to invite you in. That's that crisis of belief. And then we make those adjustments. And then he gets us back on the road that we need to be. What adjustments do we need to make? Oh, if I had more time, I'd love to talk about the worship but I get chills when I read that. They didn't know he was. They couldn't see him. They didn't understand him. There are folks who are members of this church that don't understand who Jesus is. There are folks who call themselves Christians of every ilk who don't understand who Jesus is. But it says in our text that when Jesus sat at the table and he took the bread and he broke it. How many of you have been here when we've done communion? And every Sunday we do communion and we take the bread. I read, and He took the bread and He blessed it and He broke it and He gave it to His disciples and He said, This is my body which is given for you. And when He broke the bread, their eyes were open, their hearts were illuminated, they recognized who He was, and the resurrection stopped being theoretical and it became a reality. May God help us to make the resurrection of Jesus Christ a reality in our daily walk. And worship is a main key in making that happen. If we neglect that, the assembling of ourselves together, because the Holy Spirit in God's wisdom has chosen worship to be the place where He illuminates the corporate body in order that we might be wonderful individual bodies when we go out. And especially when we go and we invite Jesus to go with us. Finally, this morning, they were motivated to tell. That's how you know if you tell. Immediately, they said, Come in, stay with us. It's too late to go out. We're all given out. Come on into the room. But when they recognized Jesus, they were energized. And they made the seven-mile walk back to Jerusalem right then. Because they had to go tell. That's what the power of the resurrection does. Who did you tell this week? We could have high attendance Sunday too next Sunday. Go tell people. Invite them. Encourage them to come. And so as we conclude this morning, who's walking alongside us you see right now jesus is sitting here he's sitting beside you but we're fixing to leave he's waiting he's standing waving don't wait back say lord come with me blessed be the name of the lord would you pray with me heavenly father Oh, your word is so wonderful. That story, oh my goodness, God. Thank you for that story. Would you, in this moment, as you know the need of every heart, you know the decision that every person needs to to make, you know how eyes can be opened if decisions are made to invite you to walk alongside us in a new and a fresh way. May we do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Our hymn of decision is page 286, I Saw the Cross of Jesus, page 286 this morning. If God is speaking to your heart and you need to make a decision for Him, then the altar is open and the invitation is for you as we stand together and say. Would you be seated for just a second? Morgan, come stand with me. For weeks, I guess all the way back to Bible school, we've been having some conversations, and today Morgan comes professing Jesus Christ as her Lord and as her Savior and comes today wanting you to know that because she's told not to be ashamed, and she's not. And she wants also... To become a member of Flat Springs Baptist Church by following in obedience through baptism. And we're going to do that next Sunday, by the way. How do you like that? I'm excited about that. Do I hear a motion that we receive her into our church family? I hear motions motions in seconds. All that would welcome her, would you indicate that by saying hallelujah? Hallelujah. It's a rare day when Baptists all say hallelujah together, but we did it today. You helped us do that, Morgan. What a wonderful, wonderful day. She's going to stand with me at the uh, door, and I know you're going to, want to you're going to get hugged to death, okay, just so you know. But that's okay. And remind I always like to remind us that when we come and extend to her the right hand of Christian fellowship, or in our case, the right hug of Christian fellowship, we make a commitment to her. And the world in which she's growing up in. To be the church. To be the example. That she needs. To see what it is to be the people of God. In the midst of all God's people. Would you stand with me? You have made our day. You stay right here with me. And now as we leave this. Tonight. 6.30. Sanctuary. Be here or be square. I always wanted to say that to y'all. So now i have done. I hope you'll come and share this spiritual moment with us of preparation for the 410 Project. And now as we leave this place, may we do so in God's peace and in His power and in His abiding presence that we might be His people who walk alongside Him in the midst of all His people. Would you pray with me? God, we rejoice with the angels in heaven at the public decision that Morgan has made And we pray for her as our sister in Christ. And we ask God that you would bless as we leave this place. Lord, we're going to pause for just a second to either say, bye Lord, we'll see you next week. Or to say, Lord, go with me all week. In Jesus' name we pray. Come right.